Hello and welcome once again back to Marketing the Unders with Sally and Sam. And now it's part two for our podcast. Anyway, I'll be quiet and I'll let you carry on and listen to our conversation. Enjoy. I think you LinkedIn actually, so I, I have to attribute this to, it was LinkedIn account managers uh, way back when I was working um, uh, the business school in Oxford and they said about slicing the dicing the turkey. And I use that all the time now, this whole about content. Because again, as you said, Sally, people say... Oh, how much! I had this conversation, in fact, like a couple of weeks ago, with somebody saying, um, "Oh, well, that's going to cost a lot of money, isn't it? If we record this event or do this." And I said, "Well, it's going to cost this much. Actually, it's going to cost less than you think. But also, we need to slice it." And I say this about video, but also anything else, but particularly video, because you say if you're there, if you've booked half a day's worth of filming. Uh, uh, it, it's it's all the B-roll opportunities. It's all of the you know one interview is not just one interview. It's perhaps a longer form, shorter snippets. It's other elements. It's things that that person perhaps uses themselves to spotlight their own organisation. And it, it's it's all of those um, elements, isn't it? That you you can plan in and think about and and, and include in in a filming day, so you get the most value possible out of it. Um, and I, I think I think quite often, yeah, people do just think it's a one simple one or one trick pony but you know it's one thing we're doing this and that's it and, and there we go and they because it's planning i suppose as well isn't it because i mean um there's we're, i'm looking at doing something at the moment with a client where we're looking to get a series of interviews together and we said well let's plan out make sure we've got the space we've got the people and we can get a lot in 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 one day you know and then you say we're just we're planning ahead and you've got to have that perspective all the time haven't you i, I think yeah um Absolutely, Sam. I mean, we, we did one uh, a year or so ago. It was an absolute classic. Whereas it was oh, three, four members of staff in the interview plus five testimonial interviews. There you go. You've you've got, as we said, you've got content. So each one of not only do you have a big film um, and a secondary film with with split between staff and client testimonials, but then you've got thirty second testimonials, at least half a dozen straight away so you've got one for each month of the year already um, and because they're shot indoors and they're fun, you're not you're not time specific it's it's great and and again they can be used again and again because again what what people think oh i've used it once i can't use it again no 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 of course you can you can use it on on your tiktok on your instagram on your linkedin that's you know not everyone's looking at exactly the same thing at the same time that's Yes, exactly. Oh, and we can also one. repost things. Just because you've posted it once does not mean that absolutely everybody saw it. If you think everyone's sitting there waiting for your posts, you're very wrong. Um, you know, just post it again and then you'll catch some more audience. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's that internal perspective, isn't it? It's, it's exact. Again, uh, <laughs> those conversations in the past, we will go, oh, but yes, we we produced that last year, you know, and we've had that as very old and dated now. But it, but it was a scenario where we wish, we knew we were marking to a new group of people. So we actually knew it wasn't the same group. We sort of said, well, hang on a second. Have these new guys seen this? Well, uh, well, no, perhaps they haven't. And I said, well, there you go. I mean, it, or is it wrong? Do we need to update it? Yes, we can, but it's absolutely fine. You know, and it, it, it was that, that understanding. So I suppose it's sort of a, a signing of value, isn't it? There's obviously a good old ROI conversation because the film says, right, I'm going to spend a reasonable chunk of my budget on producing these i don't know why they're talking like that but producing these videos and then they, yeah they need to get their return on it but there are so many options and then coming back as you say that sort of if you've retained archive b-roll in particular because i mean that's the thing i've had in the past as well where you said can we create this video oh no we've got all of the 
the human stuff. We don't have any other B-roll captured uh, around our flashy new building, which is beautiful. And why didn't we think of this? But so I suppose there's those points, aren't there? To remember, I mean, the most sort of questions I suppose that you sort of ask new clients and to to make them think about things like that. I guess that must be part of it. Absolutely, and then again, the, the pre-production is key um, because you just, as I say, you just you just don't turn up on the day and do it. It's like, well, first of all, you claim you've kindly come to us and said you'd like a video, but what do you actually want? Who who are you talking to? Who do you want to appeal to? What do you do? You have a product that you want to sell. That's the key. Again, the the story is key because it would be so easy to to turn up and do an all singing all dancing very glossy video that completely misses the target, um, <laughs> and that these poor people would have spent a lot of money. And it's like, well, what was the point of that? We we've had no response, nothing. Yeah. Like, well, because you were featuring this widget or whatever, which no one's interested in. Either. It's, it's really <laughs> difficult. But again, we get to go make it human. Just make it human. Get get people talking about you. That's that's the key. How do you feel about this? Is something you probably don't professionally film, but people who do TikTok videos. So all those dances that everyone's got to learn. Do you think over time they will become professionally done? Hmm. <laughs> that's a really interesting one, Sally. Um, I, yeah, I, I had a friend. It's, it's a really good question. I, I got had a friend who's, who we work with as a photographer who got massively into Instagram when it first started. Um, and now doesn't use it because he said it got flooded with all of a sudden big companies um, started making really glossy films and photographs about watches and cars. He said, and so people's original content disappeared. Now, I, I don't know the the algorithms and the four. I haven't really gone into that in, in any great extent. But there's always a danger that, that big companies take over. And you see, you see it on LinkedIn. Some really big ones will come in yeah. and do lots and lots of glossy content. And the adverts keep, and you think, I wish I could get rid of these adverts. So, but you can't. They're there all the time. Um, I don't know. I think it's whatever you're, to go back to your original question, it's whatever you're comfortable with. I mean, we don't use TikTok. Some, pe- some people will say you're mad not to because you're missing out on the market. I, I don't know. It's Yes. I think there will always be the bigger companies will suddenly bigfoot in with more glossy content. Um, and then again, you, maybe you need to go back. It's the more authentic stuff that will, will stand out. Before you know, you'll be commissioned to, you know, film CEOs doing the marvellous dance they learned from the choreographer they employed to make it marvellous. And it suddenly starts not being TikTok. It's not. No, no, it's you. You know, when if there's a fifty-year-old white male doing that sort of thing, you know it's <laughs> it's gone wrong. It's yeah. no, come on, there's no. I and mean, I saw I saw one this morning, and I, I mean, I won't mention any names or anything, but it's a car advert, and there's six, um, fifty-plus white men all in identical suits, white shirts, just standing next to this car. <laughs> and if it, I just thought. Where's the Why? creativity? What's going on there? Who commissioned that? It's just bizarre. <laughs> uh, yeah. But at least, I mean, he got me talking about it, so maybe that's... Oh, damn, damn. <laughs> that's there the answer. Go. Yeah. There you go. Well, I, I was going to ask, actually, I was, something I was going to come to, which was I, I will park this for, for a few moments or, or wherever we talk about it, but it was about so when you see a film and you think, gosh, that's good, or things that you like, you think that's really done well. I mean, of course, but then 
coming back to my original point, which I was going to say, connecting the last two uh, elements we've talked about, really, which was around um, the briefing process. Because, I mean, I've spoken to people before we work in, in media and have said that the briefing process is 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 the, probably what the essential thing from the client, what the client actually wants. And, I mean, do you find that clients come to you sometimes and they go, well, right, we need a video. And you go, right. And, and they go well, we need a video, and, and they, they have perhaps haven't moved on. I mean, how, how do you sort of manage that process of trying to get out what, what they need? Because, I mean, I suppose with the marketing aspect in there in particular, and we've mentioned TikTok as a channel, it's sort of, you know, as a marketer, I'm thinking, well, I need a video to tell this story, to connect this, and it's going to be shared on hopefully these channels, and it could be repurposed and blah, blah. But do you find that it's sometimes difficult to help? Um, or do or obviously, yeah, you do help sort of construct that purpose and usage idea with, with clients? Very, very much so. Absolutely. A, a key part of the process, Sam. I mean, yeah, it, again, it goes back to, to asking them, you know, what, what do you want to achieve? What's your story? What's your message? <clears throat> and then we can repurpose to fit any platform. Absolutely. That's not a problem. Um, but do you want to appeal to 20-year-olds? Do you want to appeal to 50-year-olds? You know, it has to be slightly different. Um and then some people will say, oh, you know, I, comedy, I want comedy. And it's like, oh, goodness, here we go. <laughs> Com- comedy is one of the most difficult things to, to do because what you laugh at, we don't laugh at. And so that's 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 really hard. But, no, that is absolutely key, all right? Um, it, it's what what is your message? Um, and actually most people do know it just needs teasing out. And once you take the, the video, the film away from it and just say, okay, well, if you were talking to somebody in the pub, and I learned this lesson many years ago in news when I started in news. My first editor always said to me, if you can explain what that story is to somebody in the pub in a couple of sentences, you're home and dry. And that's what it's all about. Because there's, we went through a process where everything got really, really complicated. Everyone discovered drones. Drones arrived. <laughs> Everybody wanted to race drones around and go like, oh. And yeah, okay. <laughs> Drones are fantastic. Don't get me wrong, and I love them. But thankfully, they used a lot sparingly now because um, they were trying to trace trains and cars. And, <laughs> and some of that, some of that looks brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But it, everything became the same. Yeah. And so you go to a client, and go, yeah, I'm going. I've got that. I want a drone. I want a drone, and I want to do this, and I want the fast car. And they're like, yeah, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, but actually, you're advertising a ball bearing. It's yeah, not you know, exactly. really exactly. Yeah, you know, it's it's like what 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 do what do you want to do with 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 your your film? You know, that's that's the key, and then that's one of the fun parts. That's the the creativity part of it. It's working with the client to actually get their message across, and 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 you know, we learn all the time. It's great. That's why I love I love working with academics and things because it's as you, as you were saying earlier, Sam, that dry language. Well, how do you transport that? Into stuff, and when you when you, I mean, we do a lot of work in, in fintech and AI. It's just fascinating. I mean, the world is changing so rapidly. It's, yeah, it's and it's also identifying who your audience is. So, what is going to be the right kind of? How quickly do you need to talk about this? Do you need to be quite ponderous and ex- and explain it over a long time, or do your audience absolutely going to get it f- straight off? So that the filming and the and the, what you're cutting up, the bits you're cutting up, can be spontaneous and quick. Or is that going to confuse your audience? That, yeah. You must have to think about that a lot as well. Oh, absolutely. And things like, like music styles. Um, mm. And again, there was a fad that has been for, for quick cut edits, you know, lots of jump cuts, quick, 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 quick. And you think, well, yeah, that, that could work on a fast pace to certain product. That works really well. Cars, again, works terrifically. Um, 
But a lot of other stuff, it doesn't. Because the viewer is so busy watching this beautifully produced thing, they haven't taken in, well, what's this actually about? It's about washing up liquid bottles or something. You yeah. know, it's, it has That's to come interesting. through, you know. And do you find that people um, don't understand that, no, you can't have that piece of music because it's too expensive? We haven't got the rights. Yes, rights is, um, well, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. I mean, we, we, we obviously use music libraries, which are great because it's all licensed. But, yeah, pe- people will come to you and say, I want to use this, this wonderful piece of music that's currently number one in the charts. And it's like, yeah, OK, how much money have you got? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yes. Let's just assess that yeah, for a bit. Yeah, you're not going to use a Madonna track or something. It's not, no, no. Yeah. Well, you can, but it's going to cost you an absolute, you know. And there's yeah. so much, again, it's like, like as we were discussing earlier, the cameras and the technology have moved on. There is so much great music out there that libraries, you can pay, a, you just pay a yearly subscription and use how much of it, you know, it's absolutely. Yeah, and it, it's interesting to recognise we haven't talked about sound at all and that actually what the what production companies do as well is the sound. It's You don't just take pictures and then go, oh, well, now it's your problem. Absolutely. You do all the sound and make us sound, our voices sound better and all of that, don't you? I mean, that's, we don't really think about that end of it. Sound is key, and thank you. You just reminded me of a blog post I need to do, actually. <laughs> I was researching some stuff the other week. But, yeah, absolutely, people forget sound. So, again, I'll, you know, I'll wave my camera phone about, they'll go outside, they'll record it, and you can't hear a thing because the traffic's out there. Now, there are various <laughs> apps apps and things you can use to, to help smooth that out. But, yeah, people just forget sound, and it's one of the key elements um, and sometimes a little pause and silences and things can, can help as much. Um, I think people don't recognise sound that they're not aware of, because when I, I live in Oxford and they obviously f- do a lot of um, film filming in Oxford, and I was walking along the street once and I thought, oh, there's this funny squashy thing on the pavement. It was like walking across a kind of um, a sponge. Yeah. And you suddenly thought, oh, they put that down so their feet don't click-clack when yes. they're filming. And you don't realise that kind of thing because you do occasionally see videos of people sort of walking across stages or up and down streets and actually you can really hear their shoes clacking along. Yeah, absolutely. We, we did a, um, about a year ago in the Ashmolean in Oxford, we, we did a big film and um, lots of rubber matting all mm. over the floor, a, a, to protect the floor because yeah. you didn't want to damage it, but B, it deadens the sound so it stops all of, all of that Absolutely. And the other, the other thing, we're very, excuse me, we're very outside filming and uh, my camera guy and I will suddenly stop and say cuts and the interview's going, why did you do that for? I said, we can hear the helicopter coming. You know, it's... it's wow. It's... And people that wear bangles, that's always annoying. Yeah, absolutely. Well, absolutely. <laughs> but yes, microphones, noises, shirt rustles, all, all key because you can destroy a production with, with, with bad audio. Absolutely. And it's also that thing, as you said, about the music. I mean, again, when I've done things in the past, you've edited something, you've sent over the sort of the, the cuts to somebody and, and or even a version which is nearing the end and then they go, watch it and go, oh, well, it was a bit, um, yeah, I mean, it was good, you know, and got all the points across and everything, but it felt, I don't know, just lacked a bit of, you know, connection, verve, and it wasn't quite there. And I said, oh, well, you know, we're going to put, there's going to be music put in there. And they sort of went, oh, will that make much of a difference? Well, let's do it, and then you tell me, and then. But it's one of those things, isn't it? I mean, we all we we kind of forget it's all this incidental stuff. It's going on all the time. When you're watching a film, you realise that music yeah. is playing almost the whole time in lots of films, isn't it? You don't really register. But the atmosphere, it's just it's so many of those. I, I you know, I don't know experts on 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 the you know how the way in which human beings perceive things and consume 
movement and sound and but it's it makes such a difference doesn't it the type of of music you select you know because i mean particularly in education there's (laughs) certain tracks you hear again and again but getting it right must be really crucial but it is and one of the examples i always use with with clients if they're slightly because they they can get concerned and that's quite understandable they don't want a huge noise over them but i say look if you go back and look at the old silent movies um sort of the laurel and hardy you the music is just plays it will punctuate what's happening the drama or whatever some sentimental passage you listen to that music and and the key one i mean jane campion who just won the oscar if you listen to her film um i found that fascinating because uh, johnny greenwood uh, composed a lot of the music for that it's extraordinary sounds and you i had to, i had to watch it a second time because you wow that was absolutely amazing the atmosphere that that's created um and be, yeah, pe- people are scared of music, and, and rightly so, because I, I understand that it's going to drown their message. But no, a nice, it can work really, really well. You know? And it can be quite interesting, because actually human beings all the time, we're never just listening to one sound. If you're sitting at home, there are lots of background noises that you're zoning out, but they're there. And it's actually quite eerie when you watch a video with just someone's voice. It's a bit weird. Mm. Absolutely. And always when we're on set, wherever we go, always record wild track. So whenever you've done film, either record without the voice. What is a wild track? Wild track escapes. Yes. yes, So you record the sound of the room or we'll go out and we record a minute of traffic, whatever, so that the editor has sound to play with. Um, So it's lots of nice sound. So yeah, I've got a library of that now. Because there can be, I mean, you can be in the middle of filming and, you know, a siren will go past. And so instead of, retaking that which you probably would do anyway but you need to but you also have some nice ambient traffic sound that the editor could run anyway that would get rid of that so it's, yeah it's lots it's great fun great fun yeah, yes when when you're doing it as professional and i know you can do it yourself but your editors are taking out you know little tiny snippets of sound aren't they it's like i, I read a really interesting article about um when they were recording music uh, kind of uh, uh, orchestral music and there was this person saying oh the trouble is the flute got that one note wrong so mm. we're just going to take that out and you think are oh, you yeah. yeah and it's so finite now mm. that's incredible incredible it's uh, saying you know digital editing wonderful absolutely yeah. amazing absolutely extraordinary and quick as well you know it's, oh is it yeah, I mean, so, someone who knows what they're doing, is, you know, we're lucky. We've got two or three guys. Just just... So how long would it take? Suppose you did a day's filming and you're going, you're, you're out to make, a, let's say, a mm. five-minute film because mm. that's quite a long time. People think that's very short, but actually that's quite a long time. How yeah. long would that take you to edit down? There, there is on the content, but if say, say I was planning-ish, um, I would allow three days, um, okay. one okay. to ingest all the material, and so you can go through everything with the editor and find out exactly what you want, which, again, is time-saving because he's not then searching for everything and he knows he's got a rough idea when he goes in exactly, or he or she actually, um, knows exactly what they're doing. Um, so that gives you a second day really to almost fine-tune. And then your third day is what we call the client review. So the Sam was saying, show the client, and they're either going to go, ah, Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fingers crossed! You you get in touch. So they've got a rough idea, and they go, "I like that, but can you? I don't like that bit where I say that. Can you put something else in?" And then it's just once all that's done, then just smoothing everything, the sound mix, and also the color grade. And that's something we haven't talked about, and something that is it's one of my own personal bugbears. 
is I see a lot of stuff that, that's, um, you see people, they've shot raw, what we call raw in the camera, and they've gone in and they've just edited it. And so you see very, very pale faces. Right? And there's no, the, the wonderful thing about the digital filming, the, the camera records so much information that if you do a lovely colour grade, you can, the editor can bring that colour out because it's stored in, in, in your, your memory cards and everything. And so many people don't do it. And it's, it's, it just adds so much. Again, it's, it's again, when you're scrolling through LinkedIn or whatever, you'll, you'll see this nice bit of colour and you go, oh, wow, you know, that's, that's That that's is great. interesting because you do often people looking possibly spectral. Because yeah. they've gone white, basically. It's, yeah, that's, that's really That's because they haven't, done, they haven't done a colour grade or they put on what we call a LUT, which is just a very basic um, sort of grade. And it's because it's quick and it saves time and fair enough. But also a lot, a lot of people don't know how to do it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of my personal bugbears. It's that it doesn't take that long. And it's just, be, you know, you would do it, feature films do it, and it's most television does it, you know, it's, and it just lifts the whole thing. And it's all about giving value to, to the client. You know, it's, it's, if you do that and it stands out, they get noticed. There we go. Yeah. Doing things we can't do, couldn't do at home. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I very much doubt that should I ever record anything on my, on my PC, I'm going to do what you've just described. I will, of course, look spectral. Yeah, but that's you know, to... we will bring out quite a, quite a bit. So it's uh, but it's just adding that little bit more when when the yeah, clients no. make good money. You want to really give them a... yeah, make them look like real people. Absolutely, in pubs. really, really go extra. It's, it's it's like a, a documentary I was work, watching last night on the bio tapestry, and uh, these uh-huh. guys from Sorbonne uh, took you know they did this spectral analysis thing or something, this mm. amazing mm. camera, the entire seventy meters, and then of course they they did all this experimentation with the different dyes and the wool, and then they brought out so you projected on it to show the original color, and again like that all those tapestries at Hampton Court, it's sort of you see it as it originally. So those guys were paid a lot of money. Uh, particularly with Henry VIII to make these tapestries to be oof, wow incredible aren't they and it's almost a, in a in a in a uh, sort of 16th century way with that or <laughs> 11th century way mm. this is what you're trying to do is you're trying to get something that stands out and is impressive and is as you say that that grade is so important but I, I was going to I was going to come back to my other point there which mm. was about I suppose if there was an example perhaps they would have either something that you've seen and again I know it's it obviously depends on the audience, on the message and what, what, what it's there for, but any sort of either an example of something you've seen which you've thought is, has been done really well or, or a project that you've really enjoyed producing, something you, or that was had been very creative or different, any examples of anything that you uh, thought, gosh, that was really different? There was, one, there was one film I saw at the start of the year um, by a London marketing company that promoted London Underground, um, which was the reopening again after lockdown. And they it was really clever because what they'd done is they'd mixed the pictures, and I think it was a sort of um, a bossa nova soundtrack. So, so first of all, you think, how on earth will that work? But it was just so well done with the movement of the doors and people. Um, it, was a, it was a big London agency, but it was really nice. And it actually, I actually reposted it on LinkedIn, I think, because it just knocked me over. I was like, oh, well, that's, yeah, good. Wow. Hey. You know, you now having said that, they spent a lot of money on that, you can see, but it was just so it was like, yeah, aspire to that. Um, so second part, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed, I mean, one, one of the things I've been really lucky in, in this job uh, back in my early career, but but also what well, you set up Swanwood was filming abroad. And one of the one of the things I really loved is is I'm 
obsessed with with sort of cityscapes and architecture. So it's been it's been a real pleasure to do things in sort of New York or um, San Francisco was incredible, but also I, I was very lucky to film uh, for CNN with, in, in in India, and and the light in Delhi was just extraordinary. Um, and you can talk about all your techniques and your your technology, but what that enabled you to do is the most incredible pink light as, as the sun came up. And I remember the one shot we did, um, our fixer. We said, I said, I need to get people, need to get people coming into the city. This is all about transport. He said, right, we're going to go to the top of this hill at 5 a.m. And you will see all these people. And we did. We set the cameras rolling. It was just incredible. Thousands and thousands of bicycles just came into the city um, against this pink light that you you couldn't have made. It was just astonishing. And it, it was it's always, always stuck with me. I don't know why. It's, it's just, just love that light. Yeah. It's capturing those extraordinary moments, yeah. isn't it? That yeah, that's yeah, right. we're so, really so privileged. I always say to people, you know, you say, oh, you know, why did you choose your career? It's like, well, we're so lucky. I mean, it kind of just happened. I got into journalism and then I got into to filmmaking, but but just so lucky to, to be able to do what we do. You know, it's any any. I think any creative industry person is, is you know, mm. yeah. You work with people like you, and and you hear stories like that, and you think. And it sparks your mind. You think, oh, actually, that's really interesting. Maybe I could do that over yeah. here in a slightly different way, doesn't it? It's kind of everything comes from something. Yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with the idea of, of lifelong knowledge and learning. Um, and it's kind of one of the reasons I, I, I do what I do, but also why I do business networking things, because I just love talking to people and learning about other companies, why people, why, why, did you, why did you do that? Why did you choose to do that? I think those stories are fascinating. Yeah. Exactly. Why does that work? And as you say, that that brings us back to exactly why film works, because people are telling those stories, as you've said, really powerfully um, on film. And that is engaging. It is just genuinely engaging. We've all loved having since we were little, people have been telling us stories. And we like, you know, that's why we believe in Father Christmas, because it's a great story. Mm. Absolutely. Which our parents have managed to tell beautifully. Mm. And <laughs> time, time and again, exactly. Um, that's fantastic. I, I just had, from from my perspective, anyway. Obviously, I'm sure Sally might have something as well. But I just had sort of one um, last or, or summing up sort of question, which was around um, the future. I suppose. I mean, we've already talked about sort of what's happened with COVID and everything else. And of course, you don't have a crystal ball. But I suppose, in terms of where, do you have any thoughts about where you see the future of film video production? And I suppose. In a, in a, Related to a marketing context of how companies are, you know, utilising video and film. But did you have any thoughts about where things might be going in the next few years at all? Or? Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. I, I'd always reference people keep saying, "Oh, I keep seeing stories every ten years." You know, cinema's dead, television's dead, and then and then all of a sudden there's a rebirth. Cinema comes back. Um, television all of a sudden gets huge audiences. Um, it evolves. It evolves to things like Netflix and Apple, but I think it would always it would always be there. Um, the fact that we view them on different platforms on iPads or phones, yeah, sure that that'll change. But the the content will still always be there. I think there'll always be the demand for content. If that's made by people like me or it's it's self made, it will still be there. Because again, going back to what we've just said, it's all about the story. People love story, and it, it doesn't matter what you deliver that on. Um, it, it's still there. Um, and then, then we have the crazy situation this week where you have a story within a story at the Oscars where the films don't become the story and something else becomes the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
this is quite bizarre. But no, it's, I, I find it really exciting. And, and as I say, to go back to what I referenced earlier, companies have changed so much. And all of a sudden, we're seeing a demand for so many different things um, where, where people have just gone, I'm not, as I said, I'm not doing that anymore. My company now does X. I need to get my message out. And things like, I mean, I've referenced LinkedIn a lot, but because I've got quite interested in it, um, how things like that change their algorithms to promote content and they're, they're constantly changing. Um, and, and working, as Sally knows, you know, we, we, the academics we work with, I mean, the whole fintech world, artificial intelligence, the cryptocurrency world, just extraordinary. Um, but there will still be that demand to tell the story. And, and I think video is still a great way to do that. Well, I wouldn't say that, wouldn't I? But, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got two people here that agree. Yeah. Completely, completely. No, I, I, that's that's wonderful. I, I think it's so true, and, and, and um, uh, it, it, it is extraordinary what we've seen um, in the last few years. And, and even going back, I mean, you, you you think about a span of a career as well, don't you? See what what's happened, but the the increasing speed it seems of of, of what's happening out there, and, and what people's expectations are um, from a business sense, from a consumer sense. But I mean, it all comes back, and I, I completely agree. The whole te- telling the story, isn't it? I mean, that's what. There's the medium, but then there's there's the story, there's the elements of it and how you tell it, which is so crucial. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, huge. LinkedIn has just become the second biggest search engine. So it's there's really, Google, so everyone looks things on Google, uh, and the second one is LinkedIn because yeah. people want to see it in front of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I can believe it, absolutely. It's, yeah, incredible. Gosh, well, we've. Uh, did you have any other points, Sally? Because I, I feel like I've sort of, sort of jumped in there. And, uh... No, not at all. I was just thinking that we've come round to the end of the story that we started with the story, and we've come, we've told a story, and here we are at the end of the story. I think we have, and, and what a fun story it's been as yeah, well. It was, it was I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, David. Really appreciate it um, having this discussion Thank you. today. It's, Thank it's you. been great. And as, uh, I was just wondering if if you could let people know, you know, where they can find you and 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 also uh, Swanwood um, out there on on the internet. I presume you're going to say LinkedIn as well because we <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we are. We are Swanwood Production Limited is on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, I mean our website's there. We I don't know really want the address, but. Uh, it's Do the address. Yes, www.swanworldproductions.com. Um, well, we do. Oh, yes, we also have a Twitter page, but that's that is is slightly confusing because that's called Swanwood Films because um, productions wouldn't fit. But we are there. But no, link. I, yeah, LinkedIn is the one. It really is. It's, it's wonderful. And thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Great to talk to you. Oh, no problem. No, it's been, it's been really good fun. Really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure everyone listening has as well. So thank you so much again. And um, yes, if there's any conversations or if it comes up from this or questions people have, then uh, please, you can get in touch with us at Meander's Pod on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on, on Facebook. We are around and, uh, you know, uh, discuss it amongst your friends. It's been really interesting. Thank you once again, David. And uh, yes, take care, everybody.